0: If you're looking for a place where you can meet like-minded women, study God's Word with your favorite authors, and have a whole lot of fun while you're doing it, you belong at Lifeway Women Live. In each city, we'll explore a different way we pursue Christ together as a community of believers. Lifeway Women Live features some of your favorite authors and Bible teachers, including Jada Edwards, Jen Wilkin, Jackie Hill Perry, Lisa Harper, Kelly Minter, Christy McClellan, and more. Join us in a city near you.
1: Or even join us via simulcast. You can learn more at LifeWay.com slash LifeWayWomenLive. And don't forget to come early for YouLead. ULead you is an all-day event helping women lead wherever God calls you. Whether you're leading in women's ministry, a Bible study, a nonprofit, in your home, or even in the marketplace, this event is for you. Find out more at LifeWay.com slash YouLead and check out all the cities where you can join us.
0: Hello and welcome to The Mark Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Heinemann and I am here with my co-host Kelly King. Hi Kelly. Hey Elizabeth, how's your day going? It's going great. Um, We are really excited about today's guest because we've done 145 episodes and I think she's been on the list all 145, and we're just now having her on. I don't know how that happened. I don't know
1: how that happened. But we're so excited
0: (laughs) (laughs) to be able to finally talk to Jada Edwards. Hello, Jada.
2: Hi, I'm so glad to be here finally. Yes. 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 Well, one thing that we
0: on the Mark podcast do is we don't like to introduce people. We like to have people introduce themselves. And so we want you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and what ministry looks like for you right now.
2: Well, let's see. I am a Bible teacher, love teaching the Bible. Uh, I oversee creative ministries at our church. I'm a wife of 21 years and uh, just a couple of weeks, 21 years. A mom to an almost nine-year-old, a lot of almost, and a mom to a recently turned five-year-old. So lots of things happening. Everything at my house happens from December 13th, which is my birthday, to March Twenty second, which is my son's. I'm the thirteenth. My daughter's the sixteenth. Then we have Christmas. My husband is January first. Our anniversary is March seventeenth, and my son is March twenty second. So oh, wow. this oh, time, gosh. anybody catching me in those those months, it's like almost and just about is about is everything that or just <laughs> happened in my house. So, uh twenty one years married, a nine year old boy, five year old girl. Um, my husband and I planted a church called One Community Church in North Texas, and so we just opened our fifth location a couple of weeks ago. That's exciting. Uh, I get to teach the Bible, love teaching the Bible, do that pretty often at our church. And I oversee our creative ministries, which is worship and band and vocals and dance and all the things. So um, that's kind of me. And I write. So you, I've put out a couple Bible studies, couple books. Right. So,
1: yeah. Oh, you, you, just, you haven't been busy at all. I know. You're that's not what I was going to say.
0: Just yeah. nothing You're really happening. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I mean, I kind of want to ask you about like, so you do wear a lot of different hats and you do a lot of different things. But I'm really interested in just about, you know, as the creative person, you know, kind of the creative director for your church. Like, what does that look like for you? And then just I think sometimes our worship, like how can we bring more creativity to our worship and our Bible teaching?
2: Man, I that's that's a great question. (laughs) Um, So I guess I don't know. I don't know if balance is is really the right word. I, I think I have learned to lean in to wherever the Holy Spirit is saying lean in. Sometimes it's, um, it feels like one area is being neglected. Uh, I don't really think there's a such thing as multitasking. I think we usually only do one thing well at a time, which means mm-hmm. that um, if I'm all engaged in, you know, finding something new this week, because I'm kind of a foodie and I want to cook a new meal, then I'm probably not going to go to a meeting. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get somebody to cover me for that because I really want to try this new thing with the family. And so um, it's kind of small, small give and take all the time. And I, I really enjoy wearing the multiple hats. I'm, I'm probably the example the poster child for like this person needs to be busy or they're gonna cause mass destruction. So I was the kid that my mom was always like making up crafts and math tests and I was making up obstacle courses and stuff like I mean I was like I need to be kind of doing a lot of things and so uh, it's good and they're all things I love. I've loved uh singing and music forever i am not a dancer but i love dance i love the expression of it i used to do spoken words i oversee our drama team that's part of our creative arts and love choirs you sing in choir that's part of our creative arts. so i love all the things um i don't really think there's a thing called balance i think you just lean in um in any given moment or in any given season where the holy spirit says to and he equips you for those things um the second thing about creativity in our worship services i just When we were a tiny church plant in a hotel, we had a dance team and we had a drama team, Mm -hmm. a choir, and that was, we were mobile church setting up, you know, we had lights and we thought we were fancy with our LED lights, you know, (laughs) uh, I just, you know, I think it's such a constant And I don't know, I think it's so present in every other place but church. It kind of Mm. gets it kind of bothers me a little bit because God is creator. He is the one who Mm -hmm. gives different sunsets every day. He's the one that lets you look at the same passage 50 times and get something different every time. He's the God that shows you how to love in different ways. He's the God that shows you, you know, different things about your own heart or how to serve or things in nature it's like he's a creator He's constantly creating and so i've always felt compelled to incorporate that into our worship service and so at our church every single sunday with our field there's going to be some element that's creative whether it's dance mm-hmm. drama choir you know one of our other auxiliary groups because i just think it's it's such a way to point to god that i think the world has kind of taken taken charge of for some reason and um I've been amazed, constantly amazed at how many people have come to our church or had had their experience, their defining experience had something to do with an element that was outside of the sermon or outside of even the traditional worship segment, the dance mm-hmm. or the, we had some instrumental or something and it just opened up their hearts in different ways because I think that's how God wired us. So that was a very long answer, but I am super passionate about yeah. having... Creative elements in worship on a yeah. regular basis.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm assuming, Jada, that you are a multicultural church, but I, but I, am I assuming that right?
2: We are. We are predominantly African American, but we have a pretty large, uh, we have some pretty uh, significant uh, demographics. We have uh, African, white, um, Islanders, quite a few Islanders, um, some Asian Indian. So it, it is it is multicultural, but there is a the, it is primarily African American. and so yeah. That
1: but I would think that that would probably even lend itself to some creativity in different ways too.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so we have diversity in our worship team and in our band and in our choirs and in our dance and all those things. And so, um, and even, and the thing about it is culture and ethnicity are really funny because, you know, unless you're in a really homogenous culture, it even saying African-American doesn't mean that everybody has the same background. Right. I mean, we've got African-Americans yeah. who are, they were Catholic or Anglican or they just We're not used to any type of engagement like that in worship. And then some people, you know, they danced and, you know, rapped and played their instruments Mm -hmm. and did all that stuff uh, in the world (laughs) and a lot of them I talked to a lot of people who do those things because they never saw a place for it in the church and so Mm -hmm. they want to do ballet or they want to play guitar and there's no place to play guitar except the club you know or unless you want to be in a hotel lounge but like true musicians they want to be somewhere that's like alive and so um it's just been a passion of ours to say listen the world doesn't get to own and capitalize on the gifts that God has given us. They're for the body first. And so,
0: um,
2: yeah, we've been really, really, really passionate and we have prioritized that since day one. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, And I love um, just thinking through,
0: like you mentioned, God is a creator. And so there is creativity written all over the Bible and just in creation itself, but then also, you know, you have the psalmists who are poets and singers and songwriters and you have all the musical instruments that are mentioned and um, even just with the creation of the temple and all the like, this guy's good with gemstones and this guy's good yeah. with like, car- and so just thinking through all of that. Um, it is very biblical to to mimic our creator in those ways, in yes. those creative ways. And so yeah. um, I love that you all incorporate that into your worship services. And I, I think that's something that we can all be challenged to do, whether we lead a Bible study or we lead a um, we you know, lead through creative director at our churches. Um, I always, when I was, I remember when I was younger, I was always like, why do we get to make crafts until like sixth grade? And then we don't make crafts anymore. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. And you know, not, we don't just do it in my ministry encompasses all of our performance arts, which is like Mm -hmm. I said, our dance, our drama team, they do drama pieces like little mini plays and then they do spoken word and we have choir and worship and band, all that's under me. But, but creativity is not just in performance. And so right. my husband, who's mm-hmm. our lead pastor, he teaches often every Sunday, he's going to have some kind of prop. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, from this past Sunday, he had a lifeguards ladder tower with the chair and <laughs> talking about red flags and relationships. And so so some of those things we, we buy and rent, but we have a lot of people who like to build. And so they get to build props mm-hmm. every week. And paint things and figure out murals we have people who love interiors and events and so we do big stuff for Christmas and holidays and we let them decorate the church like it's their big house and so yeah it's it's not even just in the performance it's in telling people you know if you love something and it's a gift I promise you God has a place for it and in the body first before you go out into the marketplace and so um, just trying to trying to honor how God has wired us all differently
1: well, and people learn so differently. So right. I think it's really important that we, I, I love it when someone is teaching and they have some kind of an object illustration or they're, they just bring in a visual mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm just, I'm a much more of a visual learner. Mm-hmm. And so those things tend to stick with me. So mm-hmm. I think it's, I, I think we don't probably spend enough time thinking through what that looks like, you know, as far as our creativity yep. and worship. Yep. Yeah.
2: I think it gets shut down, like you were saying, um, one of y'all were saying at, it- this young age for some reason that it's not encouraged as an outlet anymore um mm. but we know it doesn't go away because that's why we have art galleries and dance troops right and bands okay. and that's why the mm-hmm. you know the most followed celebrities are going to usually be some type of artist and so right it's yeah. like I kind of it breaks my heart a little bit sometimes I'll see really talented people I'm like oh my gosh they need to be in somebody's church um mm-hmm. so yeah just, I want to always yeah. have a space for that where people don't feel like oh, I'll just go to church and then I go do my thing somewhere else and so
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, yeah, yeah it's been fun. That's awesome.
0: Well you already debunked the balancing myth um, so <laughs> let's let's rephrase this question. We had it phrased with how do you balance but we'll say how do you navigate the tension between ministry, local church responsibilities and parenting? And, and I'll add in marriage, too, like just all the things that you have on your plate. How do you kind of navigate the tension between all of those? And you touched on it a little bit, but yeah. I think you could expand on that.
2: Um, a whole lot of prayer and a whole lot of planning.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. even
2: after all that, a whole lot of flexibility. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, really being prayerful. And that is you know we spend the first month of the year doing some series of fasting daniel fast or just complete fast and whatever our church does it church-wide and so that's usually a focus time where i'm like okay lord what what's the deal for this year what are we focusing on you know give me insight into where i need to say yes where i need to say no where i need to pull back where i need to give more um so i try to really think about that in terms of where God may have me going for a particular season. But then that also means like decision by decision, even things that I'm capable of doing or even things that I think I could do well, I don't ever feel like yes is automatic unless it's my family. Yeah. Unless it's my family. Um so I feel uh empowered and and Obligated even to call into question everything that requires my energy or my time. And so, you know, I have commitments at my local church. I teach and lead this team. Um, But even with leading and teaching, there's things even within that that, you know, I can fulfill those responsibilities and still seek the Lord on how to do it because, you know, I'm an achiever. I'm an Enneagram 3. I'm always trying to do all the things amazingly well. And Sometimes I'm like, oh, I got to do this, 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 and this. And I can almost feel my anxiety level or I just feel that thing creeping in and That is my red flag. I'm like, hold on, you're doing something the Lord didn't ask you to do. And a lot of times we throw out the baby with the bathwater. He's not saying, don't leave this team anymore. You know, we'll be like, oh, the Lord's called me to another season. I need to step back and be like, no, 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 (laughs) that's not what he's saying. He's saying you don't need seven meetings. What are you doing? And so sometimes Mm -hmm. I just sit there and go, okay, Lord, this is what you're giving me how do I do this well? And he'll say, don't have five meetings, meet with those five people one time over lunch and talk. I mean, to that granular level of detail, the Lord gives me clarity. And it's always um, so much better when I invite him. And sometimes, you know, you get opportunities, whether it's a writing opportunity, a speaking opportunity, whatever, always, I'm never like, this is automatic. Yes. Uh, I can Mm -hmm. be grateful for the opportunity and still be asking the Lord, should I say yes? Um, So it's a I think it's a I I try to start the year out really with some intentional uh, prayer and things like that. But also, man, it is so moment by moment um, where I'm looking to see what what God might what what God might be doing, you know, so. It is just constant. But I'm telling you, if you're asking God all the time, should I be doing this and how should I be doing it? He does not fail. He's never like, I don't know, mm-hmm. figure it out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's was <always laughs> like, well,
2: have you thought about this? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So just the other day, you know, some friends wanted to hang out and I don't get to hang out. I don't get to do, get as much social time as I used to. And I really wanted to. And I texted my husband. I said, you think I should go to this dinner? He's like, yes. It'll be good for you. And I was like, mommy guilt. Let's see, I was gone last night for a meeting. Tonight will be dinner. Mm -hmm. So I was feeling horrible. But then the Lord was like, well, Friday, you could pick them up right after school and do these things and go do this and have a full day instead of the evening and you can rearrange that stuff. And I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what I'll do. (laughs) So and I told them and they were like, are you going? Are you leaving? I was like, yes, mommy's gonna go be with her friends. But guess what? Tomorrow is not just movie night, it is movie day. We are starting at one o'clock and we're, you know, (laughs) and they were all like, yeah, you know, so it's stuff that those little things where I where the Lord is I feel, I feel affirmed where the Lord is like, no, go be with your friends. This is good and healthy for you. And you don't have to feel guilty about this because look, when you do this on Friday, it's going to bring balance to the week. And so Mm. it's just, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like I'm rambling, but it's such a constant dependence and asking God to help me navigate sometimes at a granular level, (laughs) Oh yeah, I
1: think, I think that's good. Well, yeah. one of the things we're really glad that you said yes to <laughs> is that you're speaking at our Lifeway Women live <laughs> events. And so they we've got those coming up. And if if our listeners, if you've heard Jada, I, I, Jada, the first time I really got to hear you live was at our Women's Leadership Forum. And people were just blown away. You, you just like you kind of hit the truth. You're, you're fun to listen to. And we, we really like that. But can you give us a sneak Peek at like what's coming up at Life for Women Live, and maybe what excites you about doing these events.
2: Yeah, I will. Well, you know that's a good question. Uh, sneak peek: What is coming <laughs> up at Life Women Live? I kind of think I know what I'm going to be talking about, but I really hate to put it out there because it could change.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. We're gonna let well, the
2: Lord lead. Well, that. what
0: excites you about these events? But, I feel like yes, you can answer that without I, any spoiler alerts, right?
2: I do like. I like the, it's kind of like um, corporate intimacy, if that makes sense, because sometimes the gatherings can be large, but they feel very personal. And I I love the energy of people being gathered and people even watching online. It just kind of feels like, oh, all of these people are honed into this moment uh, for this, for this allotted time. And I feel like it's, it's kind of like a buffet because you guys always do such a great job with the lineup and here's how we're going to position it and set up the whole thing. And people get to get like stuffed with, with good truth and good knowledge that they can chew on for a while that then I think has real um, life change implications on, you know, like your daily living. I love that. It's not just inspirational. We're trying to pip rally and send you out in a victory chant like I love that it is let's dig into the word of God because whatever's going on in your life today there's truth for it and God has already answered it and so I just love get getting together uh, you know in those spaces with women who are hungry for God's word and of course we, with other teachers who are passionate about teaching it and you know anytime it's I get the freedom to just teach the truth of God you know it's It's just the best thing ever. And I think in this culture, um, even with all of the amazing resources and teachers and events that we have, um, I think there's something special about getting people together and not just pointing to the teacher or the resource or the organization, but saying, no, really if you strip all this away, we really want you to walk away and be with God's word on your own. And so, um, yeah, I love it. Anything that prioritizes the word of God, I love it.
0: Yeah, agreed. I feel like we, I can amen that from Lifeway mm-hmm. Women and from both Kelly and, and myself. Um, one thing that is taking place this year at a Lifeway Women Live, the one in Atlanta, is it is going to be turned into a prayer or a Bible study on prayer. And so we're really, co- we're really excited to hear from multiple women about a topic that's so personal, our prayer lives. And so um, you may or may not be able to give us a teaser, <laughs> but what are your hopes for the women who will do that study? Um, maybe the women that will be there in person, but then also those who will do the study for years to come.
2: Oh, man, I love. Well, so here's my bias. Being a leader in local church and totally a local church girl, and especially growing up kind of old school church, I love benedictions. And it just so happens that the prayer I got really kind of has this benediction feel to it at the end of Ephesians 3.20 now to him who's able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think. And, and, and there's some things that, that obviously comes in a context, you know, that we, that we're rooted in Christ and um, Christ dwelling in our hearts. But I love, um, and, and every every prayer that's going to be taught is not the same, but I'm excited about getting to share what feels like a benediction in the middle of this book, because I grew up having men of God, pastors and leaders and elders, like speak blessing and speak truth over congregations like old school. They would close out church and extend their hands over and just like speak speak truth over them. And so there's a lot of things that Paul does and even Peter that. In the middle, sometimes, of their books, sometimes at the end, that sound like this conclusion: "Like now, go do the thing." And so, um, I'm excited to talk about it. I love um, the idea of digging into the prayers that that we are given in Scripture. Mine is going to be be in Ephesians three, and I'm hoping to show people that a scripture that we use often, um, "Now unto Him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly," mm-hmm. like that tends to out of context can just sound like God is a crazy provider for whatever you want. Like you can't even think of how many things God can give you. Um, and he is, he can do all those things, but, I think it's interesting to note that it's in this context of Paul kind of outlining who we are in Christ and where we're seated and we're inheritors and all of these things we have as believers. And he he kind of speaks this blessing that God can do exceedingly abundantly beyond what we can ask or think because uh, right now after that in chapter four, he says, I'm wanting you, I'm urging you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called. Mm -hmm. And so if you look at the whole flow of that book, it's not just this isolated um, prayer to say, God, can you just bless me beyond my beliefs? Can you heal? Can you deliver? Can you do all these things beyond what I can think or imagine? He's really saying that God is going to equip you in ways you can't think or imagine for the calling to which you have been called. So it's gonna blow your mind when he puts um, a humble spirit of forgiveness on your heart when you've been deeply offended because you know that's not how you are by default. It's gonna blow you away when he gives you energy to keep going and doing the thing when you know you really wanna quit. He's gonna, it's gonna blow you away that, that you give so much of yourself and you don't want recognition. It's gonna blow you away that you're able to apologize and blow you away that you're going to able to, you know, walk in unity and all of these things that God has called us to do. I believe that the exceeding abundance that Paul is praying for this church and for us is not just tangible blessing and provision, but it's like this empowerment. Like I want you to be blown You could not even know to ask or imagine for the Holy Spirit to work through you in this way as you walk in your calling, and so that's that's what I'm hoping to talk about a little bit in in a different context um, when we get together. Oh, that sounds so awesome! I know. I'm
0: yeah. I cannot wait to hear more about that.
2: Yeah, and and
0: if you missed like,
1: well, so this is going to be an event. But just to clarify for our listeners, like we want you to come to the event and we're going to be recording all of this to use at an actual, like it's going to be developed into a study on right. prayer. So all of the speakers, and this is going to be April of 2023 when the study comes out, but you can come to the event in August in Atlanta and you know, you're know you going to hear Jada, Jackie Hill Perry, Jen Wilkins, Jennifer Rothschild, Kristen McClellan, Kelly Mitchell. I mean, like these are amazing teachers and you just pull all that together and you think about each one of them taking a different prayer from the bible and just really bringing out all the best of that that's going to be i think i think it's going to be a great study yes it'll be so much fun
2: is it going to be great yeah
1: yeah well, Jada, you also, you have your own podcast. I mean, here you are on the Mark podcast, but tell us a little bit about your own podcast. we give you a chance to talk about it too.
2: Oh yeah, it is simply called the Jada Edwards Podcast. And I racked my brain for a super cool name and couldn't find one. And so um, it's just called the Jada Edwards Podcast. And it's yeah. kind of a mix of things. It's some snippets of my Bible teaching that I teach to our, the women at our church. Um, it's snippets of interviews or sessions that I've done in more conversational settings like um, I just did a little two-part talk on dating and relationships Um, so that's up there and sometimes it's just point of view like things that I may want to share I have one coming up in a couple of weeks on hope and so it's kind of a mixed bag of all the things I like to do teaching conversational talking and then thinking out loud (laughs) there you go
0: I love that and it, I think it's perfectly named, um, but the reason why our podcast is named the Mark Podcast, which I can't take credit for, I don't, I don't know. Do you, Kelly? Do you know who named it? I really don't. It As may I have don't. been Mary Margaret.
1: I, it may have been Mary Margaret. Anyway, when she started
0: it. they're right. Yes. So we named it that because we wanted to hear about what has marked each person in their walk with Christ. So that is the question we always ask. And Jada, we would love to know your answer. What is one thing that has marked you in your walk with Christ?
2: Oh, man. Well, I would say there is a book called Inside Out by a psychologist named Larry Um, Mm Crabb. And that book I read at the beginning of my marriage, so about 20 years ago. And it marked me (laughs) so distinctly because I had never heard someone unpack how um the sin in my heart in my demandingness cloaked in a lot of christian service and busyness um, is still not okay and he has this way of just kind of cutting to the core of things that um i think we kind of pack on as behaviors and uh, ways that we measure success in our Christian living. And it just, my one of my favorite passages is Psalm 139, where David is like, Lord, you've searched me and you know me. You're intimately acquainted mm-hmm. with my ways. You know my thoughts from afar. Um, and he's just basically setting the stage for how well God knows him. He can't flee his presence. He's everywhere. Fearfully and wonderfully made, all the things in Psalm 139. But it ends with David saying, search me, you know, and know me and see if there's any anxious thoughts or any anxious way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And so that to me is such a diamond for us to remember how important self-awareness is and that inward journey that, um, You hear you you have David saying, God, you know me, you know everything, you know more than I know. And then he ends it by saying, search me and know me. So clearly he's not saying, God, you need to get to know me because we've already established that you know me. He's saying, search me and show me what you know about me. And there's this responsibility I think we have as believers, not just to learn about God in some isolated, disconnected way, but to learn about God and to learn about ourselves so that we can love better love God better love people better so inside out kind of was some words brought that brought one psalm 139 to life for me so that's my long answer but the whole idea of self-awareness knowing yourself um, knowing where you struggle and loving well uh, and that to me is a lifelong journey and I love it it has it has changed the way that I live.
1: Yeah, I, I love how books can impact us. And, you know, especially, you know, when you tie it into God's word and you look at Psalm 139 and just how intimate that that chapter is. And it's, it's a beautiful, in fact, I think I'm pretty sure that is the prayer that Jen Wilkin is going to do at the event in August.
2: I think somebody yeah. got it because I remember when when I saw it, assigned, I was like, dang it.
0: <laughs> yeah. she, she she enjoys teaching on that one I I've listened to her teach on that psalm a few times and it's it's always helpful it's but it's so rich yeah it is so yeah rich um yeah I know I feel like you can't go wrong with which prayer you get but there were definitely some on that list that I was like oh that's going to be so good to hear from yeah. mm-hmm. um the people in the and we're just like spoiling the whole thing, so yeah. you'll you'll want to yes. get you'll want to get the Bible study to hear what Jen Wilkin has to say Absolutely. about it, and yeah. and hear the rest of Jada's um, unpacking of Ephesians. It, you said three twenty, right? Is that yeah. right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. like a range I of had scriptures trouble in there. Yeah, I have trouble with addresses, so I always have to ask <laughs> for help. <laughs> but yes, That, that whole benediction is just beautiful. And
1: like you said, there's just mm-hmm. so much to unpack there. And so I'm excited about that. Yeah. Jana, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today. And we are looking forward to having you at our Lifeway Women Live events. We're looking forward to the prayer study and... All the things. So uh, thank you again. And we're just we're praying for you as you, you know, juggle all the things that you've got going yes. on.
2: Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. Looking forward to all the Lifeway things and seeing you yeah. there and whoever's listening. Yes. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone.
1: And we hope that you will come back next week and join us again for the Mark podcast. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in
1: on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D King and at Ed Heineman. Use the hashtag marked podcast to connect with us.
0: You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at lifewaywomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time.